Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We're happy you're here. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hi. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. And back with us with the latest edition of The Dispatcher is publisher and consultant Michael Senna. Hi, Michael. Wonderful to be here with you from Scranton, Pennsylvania. So wonderful for you to be in America. <laughs> Terrific. Well, the May edition of The Dispatcher is out. And the lead headline is legal framework for driverless cars already exists. Give us the overview. You start out with the adage, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Yeah, well, the, the impetus for writing this was a discussion that uh, was being held via, via email with uh, two, of my, two of my very good friends. One of them is on, on this call right now, discussing the um, press release that, that Mercedes had sent out saying that they were the, the first to be able to deliver a car to customers who could take their hands off the wheel legally and drive the car legally on roads that are des designated by the, uh, the government of the country in which the cars are legally able to drive, which is Germany. Um, and that initiated a discussion in which Alan was, was, uh, was part of the, was party, one party to it saying, that's great, but are they really taking responsibility? And the fact that, that the, the discussion widened, there, was, there were others involved and it, it, it wasn't clear or it wasn't those who were involved in the discussion weren't able to describe in what I believe necessarily clear terms of what actually is allowed and what isn't allowed. So I began the article with this adage, ask for forgiveness, not for permission, because what I do through, throughout is to compare what Mercedes has done and what others who will follow now in Mercedes uh, are doing versus what Tesla has done. Because as we know, Tesla has a, a two pieces of software, autopilot and, and self, uh, full self-driving, where they say to their customers, you must keep your hands on the wheel. But as we all know, why would customers spend $12,000 for a piece of software that does effectively is supposed to be doing exactly what they're doing, driving the car. And we, as we know, the customers do take their hands off the wheel and do all sorts of things and, and then nasty things happen. So what Mercedes is saying in their article is that we are, we are, we are following the laws. We are able to, to sell to our customers a piece of software that, that will drive our cars, but it's going to do it within the, the, the context and the requirements 
of legally established specifications and rules of the road. Now, it's only in Germany. It's only on roads which are designated by the, by the German government. They're only on the Autobahn because they're following a regulation that was established by the World Forum for Harmonization of Vehicle Regulations, which is WP29. And they're following a regulation which was established for automatic lane keeping systems. And those requirements are very clear. They're only for cars traveling less than 60 kilometers an hour and for cars that are, are driving on roads that are divided with, with, no, with limited access or restricted access. Very, very specific. So the point of the article was to try to pull all of the facts and put them in place as many as I could gather during a month and to put it out there and, and now, now start the discussion. Are there anything, is there anything that I've missed? Is there anything that, that's not clear? Is there anything that, that I've misrepresented? And I sent it out before, I, I don't usually do this, but I sent it out before, two, two weeks before. So I finished the article, sent it out to Mercedes. I sent it to Ellen for, for a review and I sent it to two or three others for, for, their, for them to have a look at. And one of, the, one of the most important in terms of, of the liability side is my good friend Jacques Amsalem, who worked for Allianz for many years and is very knowledgeable and has worked in this particular area with the European Commission when he was working with, with uh, uh, Allianz. And he provided a, a, a couple of very important suggestions about how to make one, one part much clearer, and that's the that's the so-called black box: what it does and what it doesn't do. And um, so here it is. Right now, I've, I sent it out the, to the day before yesterday, and I've gotten two comments. Not not very many. I, th I think there should be many more comments, and hopefully there will be after our our, uh, our podcast um, on this on this this topic. So that's the background. That's that's what this article is is for. And just finally, to say, if Tesla really wants to be selling software, it should be following the laws. And right now, it's not. And to clarify what, what, what Mercedes is doing, very restricted area you said on the Autobahn? It's only on the Autobahn. It's only, it's only on, at, at speeds that are... 60 kilometers per hour or below. So it's that, automatic. That doesn't sound like the Autobahn <laughs> that, no. that I've heard. Oh, that's, and that's very important. That is very important. This, this is intended for people who are driving in an area where there's maximum control with the divided highways in traffic. Automatic, this automatic lane keeping system is when people are on the Autobahn and they're in heavy traffic. They're, they're not they're not driving the car at, at 200 kilometers an hour as they usually are. Um, and the intention is that they're able to, to take their hands and their eyes off the road and do other things while the car is driving itself in a, in a, at a low speed in a limited area. And for people who are traveling on the Autobahn who get into these, or not just the Autobahn, I mean, eventually this is gonna be in, in, on all, uh, 
limited access, high speed you know, motorways. To be able to do that, to be able to look at a map, to be to do and to do it legally. Now, not not to have your you know your your phone here. You're looking at maps. You're looking, you're reading your email. You're making phone calls. You're doing all kinds of things. But to do it legally, and to have the car in control. And the key thing is here: you cannot, you can't get in the back, go to sleep. You can't sit in the driver's in the in the passenger seat. You have to be ready to take control within 10 seconds of being notified that's part of the regulation so if if the if the speed goes up you know if people are starting to move your car is starting to move above 60 kilometers an hour because the traffic is now starting to move or if for some reason there's that that things begin to happen that that aren't part of the the operational design domain and you're asked to take over you have to be able to do that within 10 seconds and this is where the key the this key aspect here is the liability I own the car. I must take out the same kind of insurance that I would if I didn't have this automatic lane keeping system in the car because I drive the car and I have all the responsibilities. Mercedes isn't taking out driver insurance. You know, they're not taking out liability driver insurance for my particular car. What Mercedes is doing is that they're selling a product. That product is Within Germany, and in Germany, in France, in the United States, each country has product liability laws. They're, they're in, in the EU, they may be normalized. In the US, they may be normalized, but they're applied state by state, country by country. So in Germany, you have insurance requirements, you know, and the, the, the requirements are different country by country. In Germany, you buy motor vehicle insurance to protect the car and to protect if you if you want if you've got lots of money you know maybe you don't want to protect the car but you have to insure other people and other other people's uh other people's uh, uh property so you have insurance but during the time that that car is being driven by mercedes now mercedes the software in that car not somebody remotely this is not that has nothing to do with this. This is by the car itself. If, if there is an accident that occurs during that period of time or during the 10 seconds between the, the time that you are told to take over and the time that you do take over, the accident is dealt with as if you, as the driver of that car or the owner of that car, have liability insurance and, and it's all covered. You know, whether, whether you, if you hit someone, if there's a death, if there's an injury, whatever it is. But then the, the insurance company takes the, 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 um, the device that's in the vehicle, which provides only the information about who is in control of the car during that period of time. At the, at the time that the accident occurred, who was in control? Was it during the time when, the, when Mercedes software was working? Was, their, their drive pilot was working? Or was it after the 10 seconds had, had occurred? Was it before? That's the information that, and there's no other information in there. That, that's also part of the regulation. If it was, it turns out that it was the, the drive pilot Mercedes, then Mercedes product liability takes, takes over and it, and it pays whatever the insurance would be required to pay 
in that instance. And, and this is the key. This is the real important part, because this is where people were saying, well, how do they take liability? And you know, are they paying insurance for the car and all this other stuff? That's the way it works. And this set of requirements, not just it's the liability, it's the insurance liability, it's the, the, the ability to be able to drive in a country legally because Germany changed the laws to allow an individual to take their hands off the wheel. And that has not been done anywhere else. It certainly hasn't been done in any state in the United States other than for test purposes, not for selling a vehicle, not for series, series for, for me as, a, as an individual just buying a car, it is not legal for me to drive that car without my hands on the wheel. And if I have an accident, I mean, this is the problem that we have, we have with Tesla. Tesla has not in any way established itself as the responsible party in any of the instances where people have been using their software and driving those cars, either sitting in the back seat or sitting in the passenger seat or, or, or watching TV when they have not had their hands on the wheel because Tesla says, we tell our, our customers, you must keep your hands on the wheel and you must stay alert. So this is the difference between what Mercedes is doing and what other companies will be doing starting in Germany and, and as soon as other, other countries adapt their laws. But, the, but no one is going to say, okay, now it's okay to drive your cars anywhere with your hands off the wheel. They're not going to do that because it's totally unsafe to do that in, in the middle of a city. Totally unsafe to do that in, in, in places where, where there, is, there is no division between the highways. It means it's so easy for a car within 10 seconds to drift into another lane when another car is coming. Or, or to, so those laws are not going to change. But gradually, the, law, the systems are in place to do that. And that's why I say there's a legal framework for driverless cars. It already exists but we have to use it. And what Tesla is doing, it's, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this. We don't have to ask for permission, but they're not even asking for forgiveness at this point. You know, other companies are going out there and saying, well, if we have an accident, we'll, you know, we'll take responsibility. Probably Waymo is doing that. I don't know. But Waymo has, has, has the ability to, to allow their cars to be driven in places, in certain places where they don't have a driver and that's allowed. But they can't take those cars and drive anywhere, whether it's in, in, in Europe or in, in, in the United States or, or most other places. So this is what I've said. We have, we have the framework. We can follow it. We don't need disruption. We need compliance. And that's what the article is about. Well, how great that hey, you were able to dig in and decipher all of this for us. Uh, Thank you for thanks for all the work that went into this, Michael. Yes, Michael has been um, um, uh, very, very diligent in in in, in uh, going after this, and and I I continue to to say that this is a very, very important aspect of all this. Of course, I have a slightly different view for discussion. I think the thing that we need to do is separate the vehicles that we are going to own 
versus the vehicles that a, a, a non-individual entity, a company, I'll use the word company loosely, an entity of some form uh, owns and puts out on a road to provide mobility. I think we have to separate those two things. Can I and, jump in? Can I just? Yeah, jump? sure. We have today, we have lots of vehicles that are being used for transportation that are owned by companies. Correct. Tech, whether it's a taxi company or whether yeah. it's, a, it's an Uber uh, type of, of uh, operation or whether it's a, a, a bus. bus service that's owned by that where the, the owners of the, of the buses are a public agency. Trolleys? Doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, trolleys are, trolleys are, okay, we, we can talk about trolleys as well, but trolleys are fixed rail, and I think that's a very different situation. Maybe, well, probably uh, think, not, but go ahead. But let's, no, not get in, let's not get into that one. The okay? operational go, design go. domain of a, of a trolley is yeah. very, very fixed. It's on, it's on tracks. But we have, we, we have a legal framework that already exists for all of these situations. If I own a fleet of vehicles, I have, I have the same kind of insurance, exactly the same kind of insurance as if I'm an individual. I agree. I, I agree. Yep. I agree. I don't, I don't disagree that we have a framework. However, that framework is not going to allow that entity to provide mobility to someone without a person in there. Because if it's going to be in Germany, it's not going to get to the congested portion of the Autobahn and do its thing without having a person get it there and get it away from there. Okay. Now, and so, this, and so, I therefore, Alan, I, Alan I, I understand where you're going, and I know, yeah. I know, I know what you, what you. This is, this is absolutely the first baby step that's being taken for people to be able to take for a car to be maneuvered, to be driven without people holding the steering wheel. I it's understand. It's the first step. I, there, I, I, and, I, the, and the regulations, and as I said in the article, the regulations for what you're talking about and what we've been talking about and working toward when no one is in the car, when there's the regulation no for the, yeah, no one is in the car. No one's Regu in the the regulation yeah. now is the next regulation is there must be someone who can control that car from outside. And that regulation is in process. Uh, that is an enormously dangerous regulation. I, I, I would say because it's 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 a it's a regulation that is that isn't that is set up for failure. Okay? OK, there we are nowhere. And we probably won't be anywhere near satisfying that regulation in any kind of scale that does anything. So one can create a regulation that allows a hypothetical that will never exist. But I don't have the patience for that. Okay? Because I'm probably not going to live to see this anyway. But at least I want my great grandchildren to live to see it. 
and and so and so this is if i may take what you said and put it in my context or an, a context what exists in germany is that a regulation has defined an operational design domain and challenged a manufacturer let me let me continue let me no, continue but, but the premise is incorrect uh, but that's the regulation, what you said. No, the Germany hasn't defined the operational design domain. Of course it has. No, it of hasn't. Course, what you Germany, said, you said. You, Germany, the, the rule that what Germany. Did you, what did Germany define? Germany defined that a, a person is not, does not have to have their hands on the steering wheel in order to drive the car. When? And it, when the car is being driven by the software. And this is. Where? The, According to the regulations which have been established by, according to the regulations which have been established and put into, those are not Germany's regulations. Those regulations, oh, I, those regulations are now part of type approval, and this okay. is the key. This is the this is oh, the okay. absolute key. I I agree with that. Yep. There is a governmental entity overseeing the process that has said. We will give you type approval if you, in places, A, B, C, D, and E. I, can, I would consider A, B, C, D, and E to be, I'll define that as an oper, as a, as an, a governmental institutional operational design domain. 60 kilometers per hour, divided highway, something called an autobahn, no, 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 not something called an autobahn. Well, okay, well, in this, okay, a divided highway. What Mercedes has established for their cars is that the criteria can be, can be applied in those instances, and they've established where the cars are going to be in or out of. I, 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 I haven't gone to that. I haven't got, what I'm okay. trying to get to is to say is the, the the institutional entity has designed an operational design domain that's that big. Those who who man who manufacture and do the 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 driver say, oh, that's the size of the bird cage, but in fact our bird can only fly in these, and, but it's it, it's constrained by the bird cage, and but we can do it in here. So I, 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 Germany not, defined this. No, Mercedes defined no, that. No, oh, but then you tell me who's defined what. I've, I've tried to explain this. I, to I did. You. I didn't. I, I've, I've tried to explain this to you, but it's it's not getting through. It's what not I've getting said, through. What I've said is that AL the 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 requirements for automatic lane keeping systems okay have, have been established by a UN organization. Okay, which through their conventions had defined previous to this how cars and where how cars could be driven and the requirements for cars those have been put into type approval and they've been put into our our uh, federal motor vehicle safety standards in the united okay. states so UN, okay right? that's this so, guy un okay right. and so the un has okay. now established with with their their okay. un regulation 157 automatic lane keeping systems that that this is where and how it will work that becomes part of the type approval 
Okay. It's it's sixty under sixty miles under sixty kilometers okay. an hour, on divided high you know, oh. divided highways, no okay. bicycles, no pedestrians. Okay. That's part of the that's part, that Germany didn't do that. Germany okay. is Germany has taken that and okay. said we will we allow this particular type approval for for these requirements. We allow that, which means that we in our in our laws, we have to put into our laws because that's the way it works. Okay, it has to be put into the laws of each country. They say, you can drive a car without having your hands on the wheel. Okay, do that. That's an operational design domain where I can do that. It's just a term that I'll use. Okay. Well, I want. Uh, it's important. I mean, if you want me to use another name, I'll don't give use it operational design. Don't. If you're saying that Germany defined the operational design domain, that's not correct. Okay. That's what not you, correct. What do you want me to call the constraint set that I put into my code? That when I write my code says I am, I am legit. Okay. Yeah. I just want you to tell me what those are because I have to write that. I have to. I have to write the code. Well, if okay, the, the code is being written by Mercedes Benz. It's not being written by Germany. I I don't think that's true. I think I think I think I, excuse me. The yeah. code is written by Germany. No, it's uh, by, code Merce- is by Mercedes. M- M- Mercedes, yeah. but 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 the, but the poor person. The, the programmer that is mm-hmm. sitting there writing the code, okay? Yes. It's not coming out of his or her brain. It's coming it's, out of UNR 157. Okay, fine. That is that is the constraining element. Exactly. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I just yeah. now we have a constraining element. Take it now, one step. Take it one step further. Okay. When they're writing the code, they're writing yeah. this for only for Germany. Now okay. they have now, to, now, now. Okay. Now it's just okay. for Germany. Now they have to decide in Germany yeah. what does under sixty miles, sixty kilometers an hour, on on divided highways. Yeah. With no access, no access by pedestrians right. or. They right. and they decide in their code where this car is going to operate. It's not going to be in the center of Berlin. It's well, going to I, be. I, I, I it's don't going know. to be. They say no. I'm telling you, this is well, what but, this but, is what but, they've but, done. But, but, but I'm telling you, I've got to write code to do this. Yeah, and you write, yeah, and, I, and, and someone right. decided that the code that you're going to write. Yeah, code coding person for Germany yeah, yeah. For, for automatic yeah. programmer yeah. Right. is going to be on autobahns. Of course. Period. No, that, that's 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 really that's what I was trying to say. Yep. Somebody said the birdcage was this big, but Mercedes, when it looks at its system, it says, oh, my goodness, uh, I can only do 45 kilometers an hour. I can't if it gets to 60, um, we're not good enough. So okay. when I ask my programmers to program this, I'm going to have them put a 45 in there instead fine. of a 60. No, I know, I know, yeah. fine. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying. So, but, but I know that if they type in 62, I'm going to have some code, some AI, in the in the programming system. It's going, oh no, 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 you can't do 62. Put in, put. You can only do 60 because it it violates some other constraint. And out of then I. This is written in code because, yeah. of course, if this thing is smart enough to be able to not uh, to stay in a lane, it certainly knows where and how it is. 
It certainly knows how fast it's gone. It certainly knows that it's not in, in downtown Munich. And yep. da, 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 da. And right. if it ventures into downtown Munich, there's a line in the code that says, else, go, stop, pull over, call your mother and ask for permission. You no, know, I don't know no. what the hell it's going to do, right? If you, if, you go off, if you go off the roads where, which are allowed, and they've yeah. been defined which are allowed, if you start to go off those roads, the system says, take over. It's going to say, hey, if you take this exit, you're screwed. Don't you dare do that because we're going to whack you with a ruler and we're going to pull you over. I, you know, I don't know, you know what they're going to do, what the programmer is going to want to do. Yeah. But of course, it comes it's 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 completely within the responsibility of Mercedes to write those if else statements, because that's all they are. I mean, what do you think is in this damn thing? It's not yes. in the intelligence. Yeah, I'm not Somebody on the wrote those things. Tell right? me, right? Tell me to take over. Yep. Yeah, and tell you to take over. And if you don't, it'll gracefully pull, pull over. And they said, you do that again. You need a note from your mother. Otherwise, we're not turning on again. But Alan, it seems like we're, we're, we're missing something here. And I'm okay, not really sure what it is. We must be missing something. Yeah. Okay, yes. The, what the are we missing, missing? The missing piece is that there is a country in the world which has changed the laws the, all of the all of the driving laws everywhere in the entire world have been based on the conventions the un conventions post 1949 okay and those all of those laws require that you keep your hands, hands on, the, on the wheel i know now this country has said you can take your hands off the wheel if, I, that, if you great. follow these requirements, it's, it's that's great. great. It's, it's take great. it's taken the operational design for I mean from here to here. Okay, now let's let's go back to our friends or, at Tesla. Yeah, Tesla says, and, and Musk has been saying this for years yeah, now. Right, right. we are going to have full self driving within X number of, of yeah, months, yeah, years, whatever. Yesterday, or again, something. fine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and even if the car could do what he thinks it can do, which it can't. We've seen in videos that the car doesn't do it anywhere, including on highways. It you know, runs into yeah. barriers, people, people die, the cars burst into flames, all of that. Sorry, don't yeah. sue me, please, because I don't yeah, have no, any money no, to pay no, you, no, Elon. I agree, agree with you. Um, they couldn't do it because the laws don't allow it anywhere in the United States of America. So start, yeah. if you want to do this, if you want to allow the musketeer to do this with, with, for his customers, start by working within the framework that exists. The, the insurance framework exists in the United States. There's no need, we don't need to change anything with the insurance framework. The, the regulations could be put into place in the United States into the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards regulations, which I know that they're, they're, they're already thinking of because American U.S. representatives were part of WP29, have taken place in part of that, but the laws in the states have to be changed to allow the person to take their hands off the wheel. Then, if Musk wants to sell cars with full self-driving capability and autopilot, he can do that. Yeah. But then he has to follow the regulations, which, which he doesn't. He does not follow the regulations with the, with the current systems that he has. We, we're in total agreement with that. I have no but, disagreement with that. 
my, my challenge with that line of thought is that it has to remain within the vehicles that are that are consumer vehicles that the consumer deals with okay if those laws also apply to the to a fleet owner then whatever it is that I'm trying to do in Trenton I should stop immediately wave the french white flag which i know how to do very well and quit i don't agree but, well, but this my, is already my, being my, done my, today is it not no, by, no, by no, waymo Fred, and Cruz yeah, and others yeah, yeah they what are you're talking but, about but, with the fleets but the, but look the, the 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 what what waymo's doing in chandler that's certainly not at 60 kilometers an hour it's not certainly not on a divided highway and it's certainly not you know well, it's not in Munich. Okay, so when I write, when somebody writes the if-else statements in the code, that that hopefully there's code on this thing that turns the damn thing off, or you know, gracefully goes to the side. Let's assume that all happens. That's all trivial to make happen. It says no. Oh no, you don't. It's not. It's not the. It's not my. It's not our choice. I mean, cars, cars, when a car is sold to me, when I look at how cars sold to me on, on TV, oh my goodness. I mean, I can take it down uh, a river banks through snow that's this deep. I mean, oh, do, do donuts on my neighbor's lawn. I mean, you know, the freedom, the, the opportunity, the operational design domain as as the society of automotive engineers really want to call it it is level five for if i'm there responsible for the damn thing with my hands on it like like cold steel i, I can take this anywhere i mean they sell it to me like that okay now all of a sudden if i'm trying to give a ride to somebody in trenton with a vehicle that i can't afford a driver because if I have to put a driver in there, I, I'm going to, New Jersey doesn't have enough money. Okay. Because if, if it did, it would have done it in 1920. Yeah. But Alan, look, it, within the next, let's say within the next three years, yeah. for, the, for the kind of application that we're looking at, the, the, end, the end result, the end goal yeah. is to not have a driver in the vehicle at all. Absolutely. Now, and and what, how, that's, how that's controlled and what we do about that, it's something that we're going to learn along the way. Waymo, Absolutely. Absolutely. Waymo does not have remote drivers. They do not have remote drivers. I, th I think they, 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 I think they, uh, it depends how you define a remote driver. They yeah. do oversee the operation. But they, they have don't. a pipe out of, they have a pipe out of there and I, I, they would be stupid. I mean, it'd be take eight lines of code. But Alan, I've, to talked to, I've talked to Alan, I've talked to Waymo about this. I've gotten the information from our friend, our friend. At, at, so I've, I know what they're doing and there is no, there's nobody out there who's going to drive the car if, if the car gets in trouble and there's no driver in it. They're going to send a crew out and they've got clamors and they know exactly what's going on. I, with I that don't car. think that's true. I think that car, that person has the opportunity to, if it stopped in the middle of the road, to de -de 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 move no. over it over the side of the road. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. It, well, we, we can we we don't need to go there either because we don't want. I don't want to go yeah. there because we're going to be three hours on that one, well, and we can't yeah. get Waymo to come in here and tell us anything besides whatever they put in Waymo.com, which is oh my goodness. No, has, no, no. You know, Waymo you is 
Waymo has responded to me. They've given me the information. They've also said that they've published the information, which they have. It's in their, it's in their safety book. They've I, I, said what they do. This is all exceedingly important. You know, New York State has a law that you must have uh, explicitly keep your hands on the steering wheel. Nobody's ever wanted to venture any tests in New York State because even under testing, they claim you have to have your hands on the steering wheel. And so there's been a long litany of this thing, you know, with respect to New York State. So if you wonder why there isn't a bunch of investment in in smart driving cars in, in New York State, it's probably because of that. In New Jersey, our laws are a little bit you know, easier on that. We still don't have anybody here. Okay. In Arizona, they've said, Hey, yeah, you know, as long as you're testing and in fact, if you know, yeah, go for it. You're the, the, the public benefit that you're going to deliver out of that is greater than, than the expected risk. Go for it. And that's, you know, that's why Waymo's out there and doing it. I, I, let me, let me say one more important thing with, with respect to what, what uh, uh, Michael has put in here, the issue of insurance is really not the issue here and maybe the best thing that's come out of the of the of the Chrysler of a Chrysler, of the of the Mercedes German thing is 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 a sort of a clear definition if a crash happens okay it's really the owner of the vehicle that's responsible up front for taking care immediately what the heck goes on and that's why they have to carry insurance but, but the way I think insurance works basically is that, is that they've agreed to have somebody up front take care of the immediacy of the situation rather than everybody saying back, oh, it's not my fault. This is a hot potato. Don't throw it to me. That somebody's there ready to grab the hot potato and take care of thing business right now. However, there's a whole team of lawyers and so on ready to then figure out, okay, who's really responsible? Who really caused this? And what's come out with all this discussion is that, hey, if this happens when this product, this toothpick was supposed to be doing its thing and it somehow didn't, then that's resp- That's a product liability thing. You know, all these guys, I mean, OEMs, as you know, Michael, have carried product liability forever. You know, I mean, you know, the wheel falls off. That's not that's not the driver's fault. But if the wheel falls off my car, I think, you know, uh, New Jersey manufacturers, you know, takes care of my hospital bill and so on. And then they go back and then they say, hey, yo, whoever my company is, you know, your wheel fell off. You owe us. There's a clawback, you know. And then and then and they do that. They've set it up to do that enormously efficiently because they can't afford all the legal fees to sit there and battle about it. They have it well set up so so that the clawing back as to who, hey, the crash, I may have had this great thing. I may have been going 60 miles, 60 kilometers an hour on undivided highway also. And then somebody T-bones me. Okay, that's not the Mercedes thing that's 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 the problem. Okay. They're not their their liability insurance isn't clawing it back. It's the person who T-boned me. Okay. So all that and, and I think what Michael has made clear is that all that all that situation exists. And I think what the nice thing is about what Mercedes has done is they've said, yeah, if you weren't T-boned 
and it really was part of our code, which we can tell by this black box that went on. Holy mackerel, we didn't hit the brakes. Yeah, We're sorry. The you important know, thing and, is for it's ours. The important thing here is for because you're driving without the person being in the car, the driver having control of the vehicle. The important here thing here is that part of the regulation, an important part of the regulation, is that there is a device in the vehicle that establish who is try, who's controlling the car at a particular time. That hasn't existed before. Absolutely. So when when you've when there have been product liability issues, it's always fuzzy. It's you know how do you how do you prove? You know did somebody see who whether the person was in behind the, the wheel yeah, or yeah, not? Yeah, you know yeah. those sorts. Of, this is clear that the 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 device is specifically aimed at this, and there's no it's there's no, nothing else in there. There's yeah, nothing and, else in this particular device. So that's key. Yeah, that's key. And it's it, and yeah. everybody wants that because insurance insurers don't want to sit there in court battling out irresponsible. You're a who now, you know, you know, they, they would re, I think they all would really like, hey, let's have a definitive thing. We're responsible. Hey, we'll we'll pick up, we'll yeah. fix it. So otherwise we're not gonna put this on the market. Exactly. I mean, if, if this if Mercedes, if Mercedes all of a sudden gets into a situation that their that their product liability insurance has to pay off because, in fact, guess what? They'll either fix it or get out, which is great, which is exactly what should what should happen. Right, Michael? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. So that piece of it is clear and, and so on. The, 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 the whole, can, can I ask you one more question in here, sure. which we haven't? slightly changing sorry fred we're dealing with hands off with i like it a-l-k-s mm -hmm. <laughs> <-K> yep. <laughs> lane control because yes. this is what this does it keeps us in the lane what's been done historically about my feet Keeping your feet in the car? What do you mean? What do you Keeping mean my feet? feet on the pedals? If it, well, if what, what if, happened with intelligent, with cruise control with respect to my feet? Because if you look at cruise control, it's controlling throttle and brake. Well, now it used to control just throttle not oh. controls throttle and brake which yep. major advance you know it really is major advance but those are things that you know do i need to put my foot up you know those are my what i with my feet okay now apparently we put in automated systems in vehicles first stupid cruise control and now intelligent cruise control that really allow them, I mean, I love my intelligent cruise control because I take my feet off, off the pedals. I actually put them, and then I always think, is it, is, what's my reaction time? How long is it going to take me to get, you know, and I, you know, and I, because I'm scared to death of these damn things, you know, but what's been the discussion about feet on the pedals? I mean, we're having a lot of discussion about hands on the wheel. Why haven't had we had the discussion on feet on the pedals? I see you're looking at me weirdly, and I guess we haven't had discussion, and it's a stupid yeah. question, and I'm sorry, but whatever. I mean, I don't know what to say. You've got to be able to, the car has to have brakes, and the requirement, there are requirements for braking. And you know, if, if, if you can't, 
if you can't work your feet, you shouldn't be driving the car. But I think people do. Yeah, um, no, I know, I know, you know they do. You, you, you have to. There are there are UN requirements that are within t that regulate the braking distance. You know the the pressure what, that needs okay. to be applied to yeah, the brakes and no, I know, speed I know related all to that. that. Yeah, but what's that, the, what's but the question? Yeah, but it seems that nobody see with respect to steering, everybody's worried about me being able to put my hands on the wheel. Make sure I'm not in the back seat. Make sure I'm not over here. Make sure I yep. can get my hands on the wheel. Exactly. To what extent have they ever worried about whether or not I could hit the brake or hit the gas? I get, with respect I'll, to especially stupid uh, cruise control. I'll, I'll stupid, look, stupid cruise control. Alan, I'll look okay. into that. You know, it won't I mean, be June. I've, I'm, I'm, no, I've no, already I started. Understand. I understand. <laughs> but, it, you know, but, I'll get but, to that. But, but, but think about it, Michael. I'll think about it next with, time. With stupid cruise control. I said it yeah. at 60 kilometers per hour. Okay. It kept me at 60 kilometers per hour, hell or high water. Okay. Until I turned it off. Until you, until you touched the accelerator until, or until you touched the brakes or until you until, turned it off. Until I, I did any one of those things. That's okay. Right. Yeah. And so if for some reason I don't do that, it's not pretty. If the light changes ahead from uh, from green to red, it's not pretty. So I really need to be aware and awake and, and all that stuff to hit that brake because I've got, there is no code in that system. There's no sensor in that system. There's nothing in that system with stupid cruise control to stop me from dying. Yeah. Okay. okay. All so, right. Somehow those things got out there. Okay. And they were sold in whatever. They were sold by dealers and so on. The Society of Automotive Engineers made it so that if I tap my brakes on when I did that, then immediately, immediately, as fast as the code, I mean, as fast as you could do it, the throttle was turned off. Right. Okay. Love you. Yeah. That is, I mean, you know, that is good. You get an A plus. Okay. All right. Or if I turn off the system. Okay. If I turn, if I hit the gas pedal, they sort of said, oh, it's okay. You want to go faster. You must have figured out, hey, if, if, if you can go faster, you can, you, you, it's, there's no problem going slower. So we're not going to turn this thing off. Okay. I mean, this, the, we have a whole history of this going through no problem. I don't know if there's been litigation with it or not. Okay. Along comes intelligent cruise control. What's the difference? Intelligent cruise control has a, a gizmo. That, base, that measures my rate of approach to a, to a vehicle in front of me or a thing in front of me. And then based on that, all kinds of algorithms to do, but da, 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 begins to not just apply the throttle to make sure I go to right speed, intervenes and basically turns off the throttle and starts applying the brake, and sometimes 
so that I don't hit the thing in front of me. So there are two constraints in the problem. Speed I want, don't hit the thing in front of you. With a don't hit in front of you constraint, soup over the maintain the speed. Great code. If else, then boom, no problem. Okay. In this situation with this thing, if I hit the gas, the thing says, oh, Kornhauser. You turn yourself off, Ellen. You've turned yourself off. Kornhauser wants to go faster. No yeah. problem. Okay, but what's let him? What? How, however, however, if I hit the brake, just tap it. Just tap it. Just tap it. It turns the whole damn thing off. Yeah. It says, Kornhauser's hitting the brake. Holy hell. Who knows what? He must know something's going on. We we're out of here. But Alan, I think what you're okay. what you're you're pointing out well, this but, is the reason my, why not everybody uses it. And what, my what? wife does. My wife doesn't use. I know. We don't have intelligent cruise control, but she doesn't use cruise control. I, know. I use I, know. I use cruise cruise control in situations, various situations. But what's the point? My what does point this have is to do with it? My, no. My point is is because I touched the brake. It tells me to basically go to hell. You're on your own. And this has bugged me forever, where the system, if I hadn't touched the brake, would continue to say, oh, my goodness, Alan, you're getting too close. I'm going to apply the brake. You're really getting too close. I'm going to continue to apply the brake. I'm going to save your butt and apply the brake. Yeah, but this, what you're saying is that the systems that are out there right now aren't good enough to do all of that. They're still keeping you in the loop. If, I hadn't, to. if I hadn't touched the brake, it yeah. would have done that. Might have, could have, maybe. Situations change. Well, no, as long no, as no, no, no. It would have done, it would have done its utter best to do that. And maybe I it, understand. But I Alan, understand. You know, maybe in another couple of years, we'll have, we'll have, individuals who are younger than we are and will depend on systems in you're ways not that we don't. My point. You're not I, getting my point. I don't, you're I don't. Not, you're not getting my point. There has been no discussion, no discussion with, hey, as soon as I touch the brake, these systems saying, hey, Kornhauser, you're in control. It's your problem. You figure it out. And I don't like that. When in fact, they could have sat, sat there and continued to help me and continued to help me. And they knew I was gonna hit it. And they bailed. Sorry. Okay. I'll take it up with whoever I talk to next okay. as an OEM. No, they hate me when I bring that up. They hate yeah. me. I can understand why, but you know. No, no, can, you can understand we can, why. We can have that discussion sometime, okay. some damn other it. time. Well, I'm gonna make you write another one of these damn things. To yeah, it's not. It's out. not in my okay. newsletters this this time. No, but I can. I can. No, I can no, do no, it I, I another understand. Time. Yeah. I, no, my, my point is here. My point is here that that when you only control the the, the accelerator, then me touching the brake. Absolutely. You want to turn off the accelerator. And if the most efficient way you can turn off the accelerator, you turn off the whole damn thing. You've accomplished what you want to accomplish. If I touch the brake in an intelligent 
um, um, uh, headway control system or longitudinal control system. Me touching the brake tells the system, I want to stop accelerating. I want to stop going fast. And maybe I'm not hitting the brake hard enough. And if you think I should be hitting the brake harder, you should continue to do that. You should not brake turn off. You're, you're braking uh, 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 part of lineage on the code and just trash it away because you could still be helping me and you ran from the hills for the hills and you threw it all back to me instead of saying hey i can continue to help you and i think that is bad code that is bad bad algorithms and they should fix it huh there you Sorry. go Okay. We have to take a break of, a, of another time. We're Michael. I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I bring him on our my podcast that we want him to make his point, and then yeah. damn it, I end up making. I'm sorry, Michael, but we well, always have. You know, look, these are tough things. Yeah, these are very difficult things that have fundamental implications on the value proposition <laughs> out here, and the value proposition is our lives. And, and our quality of life and our ability to get places. Okay. And that's all we're trying to do with this is make it better for us and better for everyone. So go ahead, Fred. We'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the smart ETFs, smart transportation and technology ETF symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com on the website. Look for a white paper called the smart transportation revolution You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, you may know, can be a good way to spread risk with investments. Maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars and our guest, Michael Senna, publisher of The Dispatcher. Michael, there were a couple of other things in the, in the dispatcher I wanted to touch on, or at least mm -hmm. one or two here. One is uh, the demise of uh, an EV company in Sweden. Yeah, it it uh, it, it burst on the scene on, on the scene with a with a small car, and they got everybody, including politicians, the head of the environmental party in Sweden. You know, this is really big, and the and the government, and I mean, people. Have, people including unfortunately a lot of people with through crowds crowdfunding putting a lot of money into what turned out to be just i don't want to say it was a scam uh because i that i may take it too far but there never got to be anything close to the prototype that they built which was a shell it never had a motor it never had an electric uh, electric uh, drivetrain and finally when they when they were they did put a car in front of the public, it was a, a Chinese car that they just rebadged and changed a few details in the front. And then uh, the company ran out of money and, the, and the, the person, the founder and owner of the company went off in a sailboat to the Caribbean. Uh, and I, we, I tell the story because it seems that there are this particular electric vehicles for some reason, seems to attract folks who've never been in the car industry, have never built cars and really are looking to make a lot of money and end up using other people's money to do it. So yeah, that's, that's and why that I wrote about U it. UNITI was the Unity, U yes, Unity, right? Unity yeah. Another, I mean, was, another interesting yep. piece I wanted to touch on, Michael, was yep. uh, you, you wrote about what happened in the state of West Virginia. They were mm -hmm. 
in the process of passing <coughs> the bill to to stop over the air updates yes. in vehicles yeah. blanket that's yeah. what they wanted to do at yeah. first yeah and you, you know we don't i guess we think that over the air updates are, are good for everybody and that that uh good for customers and, and everybody's happy but um yeah, the the first the first company that that really promoted the whole concept of over the air updating heavily didn't have service service repair service and repair close enough for most people to be able to get to them conveniently if they had a problem so their their solution to this was over the air updating uh, and this was tesla um, you can't fix a lot of things over the air you eventually you need to bring the car to someplace a mechanic who can turn screws and bolts and, and actually do things uh, but a lot of things can be done over the air but the the dealer association in, in west virginia decided that uh, they weren't going to, to stand for this because if you're doing things over the air the dealers and the workshops where they spend a lot of money to have this, the facilities and the tools and everything else to be able to service vehicles suddenly are, are losing business because you're doing things that, that clearly are, are things that could, could be done in a workshop, but can as easily be done over the air. Um, the end of the story, at least for the, the time being, is that the, um, the legislators decided that maybe it's more important for the customers to be taken care of than for the dealers to be taken care of, and maybe the dealers and the OEM should work this this out themselves, rather than us legislators deciding on laws that decide how things should be done, which clearly is not what they were put there to do. Them deciding there shouldn't be over-the-air updating is not something that that governments should be legislating. It should be something that's that's between the the consumers. This is my opinion now. But apparently, the the the, the good uh, state of West Virginia senators and Republicans decided that it really isn't something that we should be doing, and they haven't passed. They decided not to pass the law, and it will be possible to have over-the-air updating. So, I mean, you know, when when, <clears throat> when the thing came, I one was wondering what. You know, I have to bring my car to the dealership so that they then they can over the air update it from their little ZZZ right over here to the little DDD right over there. Or, or, or you know, I mean, what is going on here? I, I mean, seriously, I, I, I think I they heard some car owners objecting to this, right? Isn't that what happened? Uh, I, I don't think, no, I don't think. I don't know whether there was a car owner association getting in the middle of this. I, th I think it was more that the people w within the industry, within the car, the car industry clearly said, we want to be able to do this. The car dealers said, we don't want you to do this. So it was, it was between the car, own, the, the manufacturers and the dealers. And they were asking the legislator, legislatures, at least starting in West Virginia, and this would be rolled into other other uh, jurisdictions, other states, that we want to stop this because it's taking business away from us. So it really nothing. Consumers don't know the difference between over-the-air updating and non-over-the-air updating. They know if if there's something broken, they needed to get needed to get fixed. And you know the thing is with over-the-air updating. If you, if you've got an electric car and it's plugged in, and you can do it overnight then you, it works. But if you've got a, if you don't have a, a plug-in car, 
to do over the air updating is very, very complicated because the car has to be on, the motor has to be running, the battery has to be charged. So it works with EVs. That's why it was possible for, 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 the, uh, for Musk to do it with, with, uh, with Teslas, but it doesn't work with all cars and all cars are not necessarily plugged in all the time. So even if it is an EV and, you, and the car is sitting in the middle of, of the city and you don't plug that in, you plug it in when you get to, the, uh, get to your office or you, you, know, you do fast plugging in, it's not enough time to do the over-the-air update. So this is very complicated. It's not something that's like you know, a slam dunk. But, but, but wait, over-the-air updating is over-the-air updating of code. I mean, that, that's the only thing. They, they don't over-the-air update uh, tighten my 13 bolt over whatever or something like that unless they have a motor on it. I mean, yeah. if they have a motor on it, why do I need a mechanic to do that? I, I mean, know. you know, think, do I have to go to an Apple store to get my iOS? I mean, I don't want the new iOS anyway. If they made me go to an Apple store to go get my new iOS, I wouldn't, I'd have iOS 0.01 or something well, instead a little, of- A little, just a little, little tip there. Cause I, yeah. I, I have gone through this little exercise. How many people have updated their, their phone and found out that they've blown away, like I did once, blown away a couple of applications and a couple of, of pieces of, of code that were really important to me. And you end up having to go to, to a repair shop to someone who knows what to do in order to get it fixed. And all I'm saying is the article was about I mean. <laughs> what I was reporting on was that there was a group of people who wanted to do, who, who wanted to stop over the year updating. No, I've, I know. I've, I mean, you know, I've written, I've written extensively about how OTA works and how it doesn't work and how it can and can't work. But I, I mean, yeah, of course, it, 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 yeah. of course, you know, maybe I need somebody to, hey, you got to plug this in, and therefore I'm because yeah. I'm not. Well, I mean, <laughs> come on, I, I would hope. I mean, I mean. They they need to hire more Princeton students, damn it. I mean, all those kids, they, they know how to write that code. I mean, I think, or maybe somewhat, maybe they don't. I don't know. They're, this is code. When it's code, it's one thing. When, it, you gotta, when, when you have to change the batteries or you have to, you know, you know put in new brake pads or you have to, my suspension is like, re, I can't over the air update a, uh, a spring, you know, I mean, anyway, I don't know. It drives me nuts. Uh, my, so, some I, other I quick headlines it. to turn yeah. to, Alan. Okay. <laughs> from from TechCrunch, Ford hints at shift to middle mile autonomous delivery with Argo AI. Uh, the CEO, Jim Farley, during the company's earnings call, talked uh, about a, a bit of a strategic shift towards goods movement. I guess it's not a surprise. We're seeing a lot. Well, of whatever. Going, but... Good. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm. I I realize that 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 we need the, the the driving thing, and for goods movement, it's important and whatever. And I know why they're they're moving goods because they can't move people, and they're too afraid to move people, and people are too weird and too difficult and too whatever and packages don't trash the interior the packages don't complain packages blah da do da 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 and i'm glad that they you know want to do that and whether or not we should have you know uh takeout 
uh, driven to uh, some of my students while they're sitting in their dorms. I don't know. They should get out and go get it themselves. Um, sure, we can make great arguments for moving things. Um, you without a driver, yes, I, I, you know, and I pitch it too. But darn it, you know, um, Argo, why, why don't you try to provide some mobility to people, or maybe that you know you you don't think that you can, or you don't think anybody wants it because you sell cars and you want them to go buy them, and, and you know, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, whatever. I think, I think that if if all of a sudden trucks on a New Jersey turnpike don't have anybody in them. They better all be on, on, the, on the truck barrel of the New Jersey turnpike. And I'm not driving on that barrel again. I'm going over the car barrel. Okay. And if those of you who don't know barrels, they're, they're two separated groups of roads on the New Jersey turnpike, one for trucks and cars, because you got otherwise I complain, and then the other one just for cars, okay? And, and you know, taking a drive—that is a big thing. Carrying really valuable stuff, and it seems to me you should be able to afford a driver. And if it's really cheap stuff, and really who cares stuff, then let it move by choo-choo, okay? In some sense, you know, to me, that's, that's, you know, we, we've got a lot of work to do a lot of things and we should figure out how we finally out of, uh, I guess everybody's telling me now it's $300 billion that's been invested in this technology because according, there's some McKinsey report that now puts the number at 300 billion. You know, there's been 300 billion input to this technology and we've yet to get, you know, more than epsilon of societal value out of it. And we're all there trying to figure out, figure out, figure out, figure out. And we're all stuck and we can't figure it out. Nobody will let us take our hands off the wheel and so on and so forth. And, you know, and, and great. Now, I, how often I'm stuck in a traffic jam on the Autobahn. I mean, in my life, my remaining life, I hope it's uh, less than two minutes Okay, so now I'm going to get two minutes worth of value out of the Mercedes thing. Thank, thank you, Mercedes. And who in the heck are they really trying to, to save out there? You know, it isn't some struggling, uh, you know, German who's trying to, you know, get to work, really. You know, I don't know who's stuck in, in those traps. But I, I don't need, I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 frustrated as everybody can tell. Sorry not, for my about not, my frustration. Not everybody not everybody can afford to buy a Mercedes, even the least expensive one. I understand, and so therefore, right. let's take care of those people, and let's let's put all of our brains and all of our efforts at making sure we have the right legislation and so on, and let's take care of those folks again. Okay, darn it, never mind. Another story, press release from Baidu, Alan, uh, saying yeah. the company has received uh, the first the first ever in quotes permits in China, authorizing it to provide driverless ride hailing services to the public on open roads in Beijing. This is without safety operators in the driver's seat is, is what I'm reading here. Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I don't want to, uh, to cause Michael to go out and follow the, the darn 
terminology and make sure we sit there and parse every darn word to see what the heck they're doing. They make sure they say not in a driver's seat. Well, does it mean it's in passenger seat? What? I mean, you know, again, if I write the constraint as a code, piece of code, okay, that a computer is going to follow, then basically it tells me that this is nothing but a normal taxi, except the taxi driver is sitting, is sitting in the passenger seat, if I parse the, the, the words. And, and they're again the first, I don't know, I read something not too long ago, Auto X was claiming they were the first of the first. I, and people are claiming first of first, and, and I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm frustrated today. Uh, sorry, <laughs> folks, uh, it's, mm. it's, it's, look, if you're really trying to provide mobility affordably in some place like Beijing, and you think that you're going to provide more societal value because you, you, you have the opportunity to have this thing do the work instead of Michael, okay? Because this thing you believe at some point is gonna be so inexpensive that it's free, which is, I think, if you look at Moore's Law, this is what it tells us about this. And thank goodness it's taken us and taken us here. As opposed to Michael, I don't think he wants to be free. You know, that's not, or I'll put me in there. Mm -hmm. Then I think that's fantastic to go out and tell me that, you know, you stood on your head and spit nickels and something and are faking it and so on. You still have to pay Michael to be there and so on. What have you done? You've done, you've done nothing more than what you could have done 50 years ago. Well, 50 years ago, there weren't any cars in, in, in Beijing. So I guess they couldn't have done it 50 years ago. So well, there was you know, one. Was, Mao drove around in it. Yeah, Mao had one. There were another handful of, you know, yep. Russian limousines. And, you know, everybody was on bicycles. Okay. And a couple buses. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm, you know, all this stuff. Is, um, look, if, if we, you know, there... Yes, if we really want to more efficiently deliver packages to me. I had a conversation with some folks about, about I guess I can say, I should say, that, I don't know, about Walmart, okay? And Walmart trying to get packages to people. Walmart's done a beautiful job of getting people to Walmarts by building big parking lots around Walmarts locating in, in very accessible places at the intersection of, 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 of freeways and have done a marvelous job at allowing a large number of people to get to their stores and offer them all the good things that they offer and, and improve people's lives. I think one of the things that Walmart hasn't really thought of is well or very well is how to get people to Walmarts that don't have a car. Because if I look at, at, at where the bus stop is, New Jersey Transit bus stop is at Nassau Park Shopping Center, it's like behind the Walmart. I've driven my car by there and looked at the people waiting for the bus imagine they went to Walmart. Would I want to pitch to Walmart? Oh my goodness. If we can take people, if we can have driverless vehicles, they can bring people to Walmart. 
Walmart surely can bring things to them too in packages. But my goodness, they'll allow, and maybe that's not the mass people that you've gotten. And some people that don't have cars sort of go to their neighbors, hey, neighbor, when you go into Walmart, can I go with you, you know, and beg and, and whatever, and, and do, do get there. But the independent ability of someone just saying, hey, I want to go to Walmart and get, you know, get some fresh milk and get some fresh vegetables and pick up a little thing that I need a little lamp for my house because it's going to be affordable there. I mean, <laughs> and so all of a sudden I have a revelation that, you know, the kinds of things we're talking about doing in Trenton, just as, as, a, as the commissioner put it, saturate Trenton with driverless vehicles. All of a sudden, we've extended our operational design domain. I'll tell you, Michael, we've extended it now to a Walmart that isn't in, in Trenton because there isn't any. But there's, there's one close trip. by. Yeah, so sure. we're going to go there and we're yeah, going to allow the people to get there. Yeah, good. Okay. And, and, and hopefully the, the UN Commission on whatever and whenever and so on is going to let us do that. Okay, no, I mean, well, our operational design domain has to be within theirs, and it should be, okay? It should be. But, but I, I honestly don't think, yeah, I, I, I know you, I know what you want to refer to this. It's the brick from the other story, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, no, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know, but come on, Michael. No, but I, I know. Anyway, all these, these things are, of course, look, what, what we love about doing all this stuff, Michael, if it was easy, it would have already been done. Okay, we wouldn't be discussing any of these things. No, I wouldn't be writing about it. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, and 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 it's 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 a lot of work. It's a lot of discussion. It's a lot of battles, and and I think all the you know everybody needs to really realize what the real game is, what the real challenges are, and some of these press releases that come out like we're the and. You know, why, why am I sitting here uh, when I read these things, trying to figure out where the smoke and mirrors are and, and the Photoshop, as opposed to saying, yeah, holy macro, damn it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and making you spend who knows how much time chasing down, you know, parsing of whatever. I mean, it's it's a shame. We, we need to figure out how to how to be a little bit more honest forthright i don't know what the right word is you tell me what the right word is michael well alan uh, the, what you're talking about is going to be subject of a discussion that pave is having uh, this coming week uh, uh, partners for automated vehicle education they've announced a virtual panel dealing with trenton moves two o'clock eastern on wednesday may 4th with a couple of familiar faces yeah, I guess, you know, they, they may they may not be so happy that I come on or something like that. Poor Michael is there saying, holy hell, you know, uh, I'll be on a plane. I, I, you'll be on a plane heading, heading back home. I know. But but I will see you on the third. Right. And you Absolutely. will come by. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Um, uh, it's nice having you here, Michael. Right. Again, it's it's great doing these things with you. Um, and, and audience, we uh, I apologize for my misbehavior here. So, but, uh, <laughs> well, there's anyway, more info. Your, there's more info people can go to for <laughs> steer people to the right place to go to for that uh, for that uh, panel, and that's at pavecampaign.org. 
www.smartdrivingcars.org. And of course, we're not going to go without talking about the upcoming Smart Driving Car Summit at the very beginning of June and uh, everything we've been talking about regarding Trenton. That's going to be front and center here. Yeah, it is going to be front and center. We are really, you know, quite set up for the certainly the the Friday piece of it at Princeton. I mean, that's that's traditional, whatever, you know, coat and tie and all the people like Michael and me arguing and whatever and so on are discussing and trying to figure out and that's all set up the, the you know, the 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 real either we're going to fall flat in our face and it's just going to be ugly or we're going to be superlatively successful is is the mobility festival on saturday and um you know it's it's uh, you know absolutely an attempt to try to create an environment so so the at least some people in new jersey can can finally you know get some information about this somewhat firsthand from the folks that are trying to do it and and uh, and and um, and because you know we have we've not been new jersey just hasn't been in play i mean we've had like four four driverless or maybe driverless vehicles in, the, in this state ever you know i'd like to say the two in my you know attempts at the at the at the at, 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 at the darpa challenges and you know and then nvidia trying to develop a stack you know here and then uh, you know and then local motors which no longer exist you know running a vehicle around the palmer stadium at, at the third summit but otherwise you know there's there's been no activity here in Jersey, none. And so people just don't know. They just read these, these, these things that are put out. And, you know, I guess, I don't know if they roll their eyes, don't roll their eyes. So it certainly would be nice if they had an opportunity uh, to, you know, from the people that are trying to do all this stuff to, to learn from them somewhat on a firsthand basis, which is really what we're trying to establish for the festival. You know, it is trying to make it like an auto show, Michael, you know, you know, why do people go to auto shows? They go to auto shows to, uh, to be maybe overwhelmed by the future in some sense, maybe and all the fancy ones. And maybe there are some old ones and there are some real ones. And there's some apparently some people there who really want to talk to you. And, you know, and I guess the Geneva auto show hasn't come back on but there's been frankfurt there's one going on in new york i guess still at the javits center now you know there's some of those uh, this isn't a really it is partially an auto show because one of the things that we want to display is of these vehicles that are on the showroom today while we think they can do more they really can do a lot i mean the automated emergency braking systems are almost working the the lane uh, keeping systems are almost working. The intelligent cruise control systems, except for my little nuance about, geez, don't give up on me just because I tap the brakes, really work damn well. I mean, I use mine all the time, okay? And, and it just, it makes driving substantially easier for me. Uh, for me, who I'm one person. 
And so, you know, those things, it needs to be known by the folks that these things exist, as well as, oh my goodness, if we really do want to carry people and provide mobility, uh, here are, you know, some of the things that we're trying to do, here are some of the things that we need to do. Uh, what do you think? Uh, would you get into one? I mean, does this really help you or are we kidding ourselves? So that's the focus of the mobility festival on Saturday. Uh, <clears throat> You know, I expect I expect everybody to show up. Okay, uh, you know, uh, Robert Hampshire got permission to show up, so he's good. So basically, the number three person in USDOT, and certainly the the person in, uh, you know controlling, if anybody controls uh, um, uh, purse strings and so on. We've learned that the that there's a bunch of senators that now want uh, the Department of Transportation and so on to do more with respect to uh, automated vehicles. And I hope what they want to do is, is to move people, what kind of people, the people that could benefit most. Uh, you know, having Robert there, and, and I know he'll speak from the heart and, and, and speak from what for, for, and not just give a prepared whatever to, to do. You know, and I fully expect the governor to be there. I mean, the governor has to be there and the executive of uh, county executive and the mayor and the congressman and the and the state senators and assemblymen and 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 local local um, uh, mayors and so on and and, and and superintendent of schools and so on. Everybody's going of that caliber is going to be there. But and this is the first, the, the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday in June. Yeah, and, and, and the, important, the important thing is is the Saturday festival in Trenton. And, um, you know, I'm working on making sure people know it exists, first of all. And secondly, you know, take part of their Saturday afternoon. You know, we'll feed them. We'll have things for their kids to play on. We'll bring the family. <clears throat> One of the right. reasons, one of the main reasons that I, I wrote the article, which we spent most of the time discussing, yeah. the, the legal framework, is you, you mentioned that there's, there are calls for, for senators and, and uh, congressmen to, to do more to establish, establish a, an environment where these things can happen. What I've tried to say here is, please don't. Please don't do things that are not going to be consistent with all of the the, the the framework that exists right now, you're going to start to do things, and I'm going to write about this in the next issue of, of uh, the Dispatcher. You're going to start to do things like NHTSA did and the Department of Transportation did when they established NCAP. And now you've got a, you've got two sets of requirements that are pe people are trying to to follow. One of them is obligatory. That's the FMVSS, mm -hmm. and the other one is NCAP, which is which is uh, which is optional. And these th these things are going further and further apart. And with people make calling and saying you've got to do more, including Joan Claybrook, who was the, was one of the one of the early administrators. It's wrong. It's the wrong way to approach things. We should be doing things in a consistent way and looking at the regulations that exist, working within those and changing them if we need to change them, as opposed to piling on new things that, that are only going to cause more trouble than they're, they're going to be worth. So I would uh, like, uh, if, if I could say one last thing, if, yeah. if, if your readers, if, if people listening to this can spend some time going through the, the first article, Legal Framework for Driverless Cars, 
in the in the dispatcher and try to pull out of that as much as possible that that would make me very happy for having gone gone through the the effort of writing it and people can I, find I, it at yeah. michaelsenna.com and, and there's more in the dispatcher we didn't have time to get to as well yeah but fred let, let me jump on here because because i i absolutely agree with michael and i and this is the way we've been working in in new jersey i think new jersey not I'm not a lawyer, not, and I won't say properly. New Jersey is, is a state in which it permits things. Things are really permitted within the scope. And really, uh, we don't think we need more laws. We don't think we need more regulations on this. And we want to be extremely careful that we work continue to work within what we have, and if need be, make very small modifications. So there isn't a call, but there, there, but, but one of the reasons why you sort of want the legislature to come in and play a role somehow is, is, to, is to more on the, uh, on the encouragement of the, of the development and deployment of this you know, maybe just repeat what the reasons are that we're doing this to make sure that in fact, that in fact, uh, the objective function of all this, we, we talked a lot about the constraints, but the, but the objective function, what it is that we're trying to achieve is, 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 um, is really, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a societal, it is, it's, it's, it's improvement of, improvement of life in New Jersey. Yeah. And maybe we need a little help financially someplace. Maybe we need some help with respect to taxation. Maybe we need some help with respect to, oh my goodness, you know, there's, there's, there's some, uh, you know, minor, minor things on this things so that, so that we can get to the objective function of this stuff and make sure that, that what we are trying to do is in fact uh, something that we all, uh, that, well, uh, what it, whatever it is that we all want to do, not what Kornhauser wants to do. Holy hell, that's that's like stupid. Whatever. Well, yeah. there's more about the summit. We encourage you to go to cartsmobility.com. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More info is at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, and don't forget you can find Michael and, and the dispatcher at michaelsena.com. You can find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you get podcasts from. Smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you, Michael. Thank we, you. We should give a prize to anybody who lasts this long. I mean, that, that was a long one. <laughs> <laughs>